This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and joining me today is our number three lawyer at TMZ, Derek Kaufman. Call me Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets. <laughs> Sorry, we're both very excited about Tommy Cutlets winning games for the Giants. And uh, I know we're not going to talk about it today, but it is the biggest thing going on in sports. So it, go check a, out TMZ Sports. There's an Italian quarterback who does the malissimos actions with his What do you call that action with your hands? It's the allowable. Oh, it's like talking with your hands. He's like, I'm winning over here. Yeah, he does that celebration. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that because we've got three pretty dark and serious stories to discuss. But my God, aren't they big? Jonathan Major's trial, the driver, the cab driver who, like, the argument took place in his car, he's now come forth and he's telling his side of the story. Very interesting. The guy we've been waiting to hear from during this whole saga. Right. Now taking the stand. Elon Musk is a sociopath. <laughs> that is, according to a father of a victim of the Sandy Hook shooting, um, because Elon Musk has reinstated Alex Jones, conspiracy theorist, and is doing... Twitter X spaces with him and this guy, Elon Musk. This guy. But the biggest story of the day, bigger than those two, combined, Kanye West, he wore a KKK style hood on stage as he did his album release for his album Vultures. He was joined by big celebrities, Offset, Freddie Gibbs, Lil Durk, Kodak Black, Chris Brown, and Northwest. As he debuted this album, which of course has that song, I Fucked a Jewish Bitch. Yes, it has that lyric. I don't know. Is that the entire song name? I, I believe that's just a lyric okay, in the song. Okay, that might be the lyric. Uh, but but <laughs> there is a song called Black Skinhead. So if oh. you think this is a coincidence that he's wearing the pointy hood uh, and you know gesturing to the crowd, it, it doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. I think he is cultivating this image as a black skinhead. That's what he wants to be. That's how he's decided to position himself in entertainment. And it's wild to me. Now, what's even wilder are the two elements that you also mentioned. Who's around him? Who's mm -hmm. co-signing on this? Real artist. Offset? From the Migos, doesn't need Kanye West, but he's supporting him here. Freddie Gibbs, Lil Durk, Kodak Black, who's got his yeah. own history of like, getting surprising. in trouble. Chris Brown, obviously, I, I don't expect much more from Chris Brown than doing stuff like this. But the tragic thing is Northwest. Don't you find this tragic? This is his daughter being exposed to these noxious views. And Kim has, I think, little control over this. This is her father. Well, North isn't just there. She's on stage. She's rapping. She's part of the album Vultures. Also's there, Chicago's there, and Saints there. Kanye's new girlfriend, Bianca Sensori, is, is, is carrying Chicago, new mum alert. What must Kim think looking at all of this? Like, can you divorce Kanye, the dad, with Kanye, the anti-Semite? She's in an impossible situation. In one sense, you want a very involved father, and on some level, Kanye West does like to be involved in their lives. 
But in another sense, he's the worst person to have around impressionable young minds because this is where you learn hate. This is where you learn sort of from your parents how to view the world and 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 how to process it. I think about this all the time. You're you know, Peach is a little bit younger. My kids are getting older, and they just like they're like sponges. You've yes. heard this before, and they parrot what you say. They observe your behavior, and they bring that out into the world. That means Northwest, who is the oldest of the kids, is watching her dad in a pointed. KKK hood mm. rapping and spewing all this vile hatred and traipsing around Europe. The, 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 she are, adores him she too. She adores him. That's her idol. Yes. What else is she supposed to, you know, it's not her fault. Her father is an exciting guy. And to a kid, this is just exciting behavior. There's crowds whooping and hollering. I yeah. mean, what is she supposed to think other than this is the way I should conduct myself? I would have thought that when the Israel Hamas war broke out, that that would have been really bad for business for Kanye because he had already said such dark anti-Semitic things, done such horrible things. Just the opposite. But just the opposite thing happened, that the war normalized anti-Semitism so that his views were more commonplace and didn't seem so outrageous. If anything, it looks like he was ahead of the curve Mm. viewing this stuff before the October 7th attacks in Israel by Hamas, and it looks like he was prescient, and he was like, this is where the world is going. I'm an artist. Artists often get to to things before the rest of the world, and that's why they're controversial. And and Kanye sees himself as a genius and an artist, and he said, you know, I'm looking at the world. There's a little bubbling anti-Semitism. I'm going to get out ahead of it. And now the world has kind of followed. You have university presidents getting in trouble for not condemning you know, genocide against Jews. You got a Harvard president sitting in Congress. This is wild to me. The, he would, the, the he, moral confusion over this issue is is, is strange. He, mu- he, he must at the forefront. He must think he's a trendsetter in some yes. way. He, he he really he really must. How else can he see himself? He he feels emboldened by all of this stuff going on. And also, I think I know I mentioned it yesterday on the pod, but it, it, yeah, I should mention it again. Yep. This whole time he's wearing, he's got a logo on his back, which is a double eagle which is um, the, basically the coat of arms of Germany for their national defense. Yep. That was the logo for the Nazis before they decided to go with the swastika. Yeah, it's very controversial imagery. Like, I, I believe it was Albania's soccer team also had the double eagle for a little while, and it always brings out these stories of like, well, that's some fascist imagery right yes. there, and that's, you know, co-signing on, th- on that. Um, you know, the one thing I'll say is, is Kanye being so out front with his anti-Semitism. I mean, he doesn't really hide it. He doesn't, you know, sort of do what university presidents do where they sort of couch it in the language mm. of free speech and so forth. I think he highlights the, the sort of clownishness of it in, I hope, what will be a helpful way for people to sort of see it laid bare. This is the, this is the hate in its most raw, unfiltered form. And it's gross. You, you don't want to live in a society where this kind of stuff is is spewed and, you know, like, but, but it's we pretty do, nasty. But we do, and we also sort of, like, reward it because we live in an attention economy. This whole economy, money, is based on clicks these days. It's all digital. It's all clicks. And love me or hate me. I don't care, you know, yeah. as long as you, as long as you don't feel indifferent towards me, as long as you, will you listen to this album? You know, you're a Jewish man. Uh, will you listen to Kanye's album? I, I won't, but I don't have a, a, a passion for Kanye West right. in the first place. Okay. So me giving up Kanye West hasn't been that all that difficult to me. Like <laughs> okay, he's okay. a guy who I was like happy to see kind of marginalized. I was like, oh, he's a genius. I like college dropout, but since then it's too artistic for me. Mm. But what I will say is he does seem to be folded, folding back into the mainstream. I mean, 
it was unthinkable for someone like Offset with his profile to be seen with Kanye West in the immediate outburst when he was out there on podcasts and talking about I Info love Wars. Yeah, yeah. And when he was on InfoWars with Alex Jones, it, it didn't seem like he was ever going to like re-enter mainstream society, but he is. Yeah. I mean and 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 people and he's not even running away from the views. There was no big public apology. He made snarky comments about what he said. He's uh, leaning in. He's leaning in and people are following. That's the scary thing. I mean, he yes. didn't he didn't sort of apologize really. No. And that is the big takeaway from this. Kanye's back. I, he, I, he's I back. think he is. I, I don't like to admit it, but he's certainly back in some in some sense. Uh, this album is gonna go number one. And he's really talented. I even though I don't love the music, I, I get it. I get Kanye West is, is appealing. A, he's a creative genius who does his own thing and something about, you know, being your own warrior is is, is appealing, but my God. Yeah. Terrible. Very strange. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Jonathan Majors. His assault trial is taking twists and turns. Because a couple days ago, texts came out which seemed to support what the alleged victim was saying, his, his ex-girlfriend. But now, the driver in the cab where the alleged assault took place has taken the stand and he seems to think that Jonathan's ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari, that she was the aggressor. Yeah, you know, this is the guy we've been waiting for because the text messages weren't directly clear, right? I mean, they, they seem to insinuate that there had been some sort of physical confrontation and he was maybe hinting at, you know, you shouldn't say what actually happened because it'll make me look bad. There'll be an investigation, all this kind of stuff. But it was unclear. It, 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 it was, it was unclear. The doubt. It was ambiguous. But, 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 but Majors almost sort of like conceded that something had taken place yes. that had caused the injury on her face. That's right. So it was a good day at trial for her. Good, you know, in quotes. Right. I mean, it, it, it was a bad day for him. Let's say yes. that. This was a good day for him because this is a, a person who we've been waiting to hear from. Is the guy in the cab is supposed to be an independent third party who observed what happened. You, you expect the uh, alleged victim, Grace Jabari, and Jonathan Majors to have their own versions of the narrative. No, no one's going to say they're the villain. But this guy just watched it, or sort of. He said yeah. he was keeping his eye on, on the road, and that's going to really undercut whatever the hell he has to say. If he's driving and he's got to stay eyes on the road he said he was listening and it sounded like she hit him i don't know i've i've, I've been in cabs and yeah. ubers they if you are having an argument and if you because often you're in the back of an uber when you're drunk yes which i sure. think these two probably were at the time too and so you can see the cab driver looking back at you if you're sort of like making out oh or yeah if you you're arguing review. taxi He's, cab confessions was built around this so i don't he says i'm looking at the road because he doesn't want to lose his job 
But he probably had a, a side eye on the rear view mirror. Yeah, there was something he said about like the sound of the impact of the hits made it seem like she was the aggressor or seemed like she was the one hitting him. What's unclear to me is like, I, I think this was probably like a, a back and forth of some sort. Now, does it matter who initiated it? Absolutely. If, if she's wailing on him and he is sort of restraining her, grabbing her wrists or something like that, it's a very different case than if he's just beating her, right? Mm. He's the larger individual. I'm not so sure that this will win the day on who um, sort of is to is to blame at the end of the day. Let, let's say she sort of like grabbed at the phone and he physically assaulted her. I still think he's yes. got a problem because her grabbing at a phone is not necessarily um, justify him him hitting her. Yeah, her is, is there it's something tough? tough. Is there something called um, mutual combat in the law? Like yeah, but, I, I, that sounds kind of gross, like because it's a man and a woman. But isn't there something called mutual combat? Yeah, you'll see it a lot in police reports where they're like, "We're not going to press charges here because of mutual combat," and all that means is it's messy. It's messy, and therefore to prove assault or to prove battery, you have to prove an intentional hitting and an unwanted touching. And if you're both in a fracas, we don't know who's at fault, so we're not going to charge both parties. They can also charge both parties if they want, uh, but it's a much harder case to bring when there's a lot of fighting going on in both directions. Totally. And so that's why mutual combat comes up. And this is starting to look like that. And you've got this guy now. I, this is my question to you. Do you trust this guy? He's yeah. the cab driver. I but, don't know. But, there's but, always the element of like, who's the famous person in the car? Uh, Jonathan Majors. Yes. But I mean, then you could, who's the pretty girl in the car if he was supporting her? Like, Fair enough. There's different reasons one might support someone. I, I think you've got to like, Take him at his word. And, and and his word is only that I heard things. So it's not that, you know. Yeah, it doesn't win the day. But but this will come down to his credibility. When you're in the middle of a trial, there's a jury sitting there and they're looking at him and they're wondering, should I believe this guy? That's what we mean by a credibility determination is the jury literally staring at witnesses and saying, does what this guy says, is what this guy is saying make sense? And, but also, believe him? is he right, though, as well? Did, did he get it right? Because yeah. if he's only hearing it, maybe he got it wrong. Where is the video? Because don't cabs and Ubers and everything have video all the time? Yeah, some of them have dash video, right? I mean, to protect themselves. So I wonder if that exists here, um, if if in some sort of motion in limine, which is before the trial starts, did they say, I don't want to bring that in because it's inflammatory? Sometimes the video won't prove the case one way or another. So they'll say, this would just confuse the jury. It would be that, cumulative. That would be the smoking gun. If it existed, I think you'd see it. And I and, thought all cabs and stuff have those dash things. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, his could have been off. It could have been obscured. It could not have captured the moment, but you're right. If they're in the back seat, you think of those dash videos. We see them all the time yeah. on Twitter of people being racist towards Uber drivers right. and so forth. That should exist. And if it does, where where the hell is it? Man, I'd make a good lawyer, huh? You'd be good. Show me the evidence. I think a paralegal. We'll start you there. A paralegal? <laughs> what do they do? You're the helper for the lawyer. Oh. Well, we, won't, we won't quite put you in law school. <laughs> okay, on to our final story. Elon Musk, what is he doing? He seems to be circling the drain a little these past few years because he's now, you know, joining and supporting conspiracy theorists. Yeah, look, he's bringing Alex Jones back. There's no bigger conspiracy theorist, but Elon Musk has cloaked himself in the First Amendment. He says, I'm the champion of this. Twitter's content moderation was ruining Twitter, so I went out and I bought the damn thing. I own it, and I'm going to have whoever the hell I want on this platform. He's allowed to. I mean, look, Alex Jones is a popular voice in, in some circles. Well, he's a is disgusting he popular? voice, but he's he's got followers. A lot of people listen to Alex Jones. He's going to let him say what he wants to say. Because a few years ago, or a year ago, after he had first bought Twitter, um, Elon said that he would never reinstate Alex Jones. And Alex Jones obviously got booted in the first place for saying that the Sandy Hook massacre was carried out by 
actors. Not only booted, lost a defamation lawsuit and was hit with a nearly billion dollars in damages. I thought it was one point five billion. Or sorry, one point five billion dollars. And, in and damages. it's actually been a good little couple months for Alex Jones because the families of the victims just agreed to cut that to six percent. He says they say if you only pay six percent of the one point five billion, will go away. A nice 6%. You know so, so, I mean, you feel pretty good about that if you're Alex Jones. And now you get back onto Twitter, so you're going to get back into relevancy, and you're going to get back popular again. So but do he, they but like he, this, the Sandy Hook parents, that he can go monetize and make some money on Twitter? No. On X. They think, they think Elon Musk is a sociopath. And I think a lot of people would agree, because a year ago when he bought Twitter, he said, I have no mercy for anyone who would use the deaths of children for gain, po- politics, or fame. That was 12 months ago. About Alex Jones. Yeah. A year goes by, Tucker Carlson now is, is has his sort of X, peak, show. X show on the platform, and his most recent interview was Alex Jones, did a sit down with Alex Jones, and that sort of made waves all over X, and it led Elon Musk to put up a poll, should I reinstate him or not? And for some reason, 70% of people said yes, so he's back, and then on Sunday, Elon Musk and a few of these other right-wing people um, had like a Twitter spaces where they all like chatted about everything. Yeah. And it, I'll give you the reason that 70% wanted to reinstate him. What's happened to X is a lot of the sensible people have fled. It's become sort of this hellscape. Uh, it's not an enjoyable place to be. So the people who are left are people who really enjoy hellscapes. Right. So the 70% are those people who are voting, yeah, bring them back. We love the free-for-all. So all the content moderating voices are like, I'll just try something else. I'll go elsewhere to, to, to another platform. And they're trying to shrink X. The advertisers are fleeing. and They're trying to shrink X? Well, yeah. When you flee a platform, you're saying, I don't think that is a good thing to use anymore. I hope if we pull view- users away, it'll shrivel on the vine. And that's what advertisers are doing, too. When they said, Remember when they said uh, you could get anti-Semitic messages next to ads and all the advertisers fled? And he said, hey, fuck you. I don't need advertisers. But adver- uh, Yes. And so adver- they're trying to kill Twitter. Advertisers won't love this new move too. So so then what yeah. is Elon Musk doing? Twitter isn't a business to him. It's just a vanity project. That's right. Elon, if you accept him at his word, he said this on stage, I don't care. You're not going to blackmail me about my views or pressure me with money. Advertisers, I don't need your dollars. I bought this thing for you know $40 billion. I've got $200 billion. You're not going to push me around by taking advertiser money. So in some sense, he's trying to say, I'm principled and you can go ahead and kill my thing, but his thing might die. So he, his platform is is going to shrink in its relevance over time because of moves like this. And then he's like, OK, I, I fought for the free amendment, but I lost. But I, because I, I don't think he cares. What does it matter? if I think this free? is what he wants. This is what he wants. Like Elon Musk is now cons- point. That's a conspiracy theorist. Sort of. I don't know why he's been so sort of radicalized in the last few years. He was quite a normal genius a few years ago and we're all team elon let's get us to mars he can land rockets who cares i mean he he was like just such a beloved son of the country and now he's like just a villain and and loving being a villain he loves it he wanted to be lex Luthor, and he's he's achieved that look you know if you're taking Elon's perspective, he's like, the speech we need to protect the most are the Alex Jones. That's his view of we the world is that we most. Have, yes. He's saying the most protected speech is the speech you don't like. There's no use in protecting speech that is nice. Everyone knows that that's allowable. He's saying you got to protect the bad views. And the Alex Jones are the people that we actually need to protect. And I think that's crazy. Like, he's so far off the reservation that he's spreading disinformation. I think he's a dangerous person. But that's Elon's philosophy. Elon is like, uh, you know, that this is the bold thing to protect someone like Alex Jones is right to 
perpetuate his views. Yeah, I mean, right? That's freedom of speech. To- totally. Um, Elon Musk is just just a bizarre character, bizarre. and he he just like Kanye, he continues to lean in to what inflames people. You know, that is what he wants to do. He wants to agitate. Yes. But there's a large segment of the population that loves this agitation. I mean, I, I said it's kind of going to shrivel, but it's going to just become a marginalized voice of like really rabble rousing grossness. I mean, this has always existed, though, like, you know, Reddit and 4chan, those things have, you know, their supporters. Yeah. And it's really out there stuff. Want to go watch a snuff movie on 4chan? You know, that's no. existed for I don't want to, oh, but that's I... existed for a very long time. So I just think. Twitter used to be a very relevant thing for the discourse, and I think it's becoming less relevant because of moves like this. Now, you agitate, but you don't like to agitate? I'm just asking you, Dan. I am agitating. You're, you're uh, agi- my general presence you, bothers people. Yeah, you're irritable. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm irritating. You're irritating. Maybe- <laughs> if you're irritable, you don't want to be around someone like me who is irritating. <laughs> right, I right. give people rashes. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for joining me on the pod today, Derek. Always fun. And we'll see you guys here tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.